All right, so uh, in today's, in today's, in today's uh, parable, we heard a parable. We heard multiple parables. There was the first parable is the parable of the two sons, and then there's the parable of the wicked tenant. So I want to focus more on the, on the first parable, which Jesus talked about, the parable of the two sons. We've heard the story and kind of um, what goes on with it, right? The father has two sons, we're told, and he tells the first son to go out into the vineyard. As we know, a vineyard is a, a place where grapes are grown, and then these uh, workers, these sons' responsibilities would be to gather the grapes and then probably give them to other people, or they themselves will crush the grapes to make wine uh, from them. And so he goes to the first son, he tells the son to go out into the vineyard and to work, and the first son says, I will not, but then later he changes his mind, and he realizes, I should go out. You know, my father asked me to do something. The second son was told to do the same exact thing, go out in the vineyard and work. And he said to his father, yes, I will. But he never did. He never did. And so this second son, we can say, is a liar. He lied. His father was, he knew what his father was expecting from him. His father gave him an order to do something. And he said, yes, yes, I'll do it. And then never went out and did it. And so we can say this second son is a liar. He heard what his father wanted and he ignored it. He didn't do the Father's will. And why, the, why Jesus is giving this parable about the two sons and the wicked tenants is because both involve a type of dishonesty. Not only we saw it in the first one, but also in the second one. These vineyards, right? What it means, they're tenants. They owe a, a, a monthly, not maybe with money, but they will produce produce. So the owner of the vineyard will go out and, from the tenants and collect produce, collect this wine. And instead, they don't hold their end of the bargain, the contractual agreement. Instead, they kill and they stone. They too are very dishonest. So Jesus is saying this because he's talking to the Pharisees, I'm sorry, he's talking to the high priest and the scribes. And Jesus is using these two parables to say to them, you're not changing. I've sent you multiple people from the Old Testament. Your ancestors never changed. And here we are. I now am the son. And I'm coming to tell you, change your ways. Get your lives together. Stop living a lie. And you don't change. And he says, the prostitutes and the tax collectors are going to make it into heaven before you. These are the religious leaders. They for sure think they're getting into heaven. So Jesus is saying something very clear to them here today. And again, I want to focus on the second son, the one who said, I will and never does. He's a liar. Because we can lie too. We can be dishonest as well. Right? We can fall into this idea of the second son, right? And Lent is a time to start really being honest and stop living this lie. Who I want to impress? What do I think others think of me? We got to get out of this idea of living a lie. If we live a lie, we'll never be free. And if we're not free, then we are actually slaves. We heard in the second reading, right? Uh, St. Paul says, we are not slaves. St. Paul says in the second reading, he says, we have become adopted sons and daughters. We've moved from uh, slavery to sonship. But when we lie, we're slaves. And today I want to talk about three different types of people that we lie to. The first person we lie to is God. We, we lie. We're liars to God. We lie like the son of today's gospel. Our Father, God Almighty, tells us to do things. And we say, yes, naam. Yes, Father, I will do it. And we don't. And we don't. 
Lying falls under the Eighth Commandment. Don't bear false witness. Don't be a liar. Be honest. Be truthful, is what that commandment is saying. And today we can think of our Lenten promises. We've all given up something. We've all said, Naam, yes, Father, yes, Jesus, yes, Holy Spirit. Well, I'm going to do this for Lent. I'm really going to get my life together together during Lent. I'm really going to detach myself of things that I'm clinging on for dear life. Wealth, power, degrees, and all these things are okay. But I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to give up these things which hold me down, down here on earth because this is not my final destination. We all started off strong in Lent. All of us. But how many of us have failed already and lied to God? Now, it's okay to fall. We're not looking for perfection with our Lenten promises. We're looking for progress. It's okay to fall. But how many of us have said completely, nope, I'm done. Right, God? God has revealed to us. We have said, yes, na'am. Yes, Father. Yes, God. Yes. Like the boy in the second the, second, the first parable, the second son. Right? God has revealed, the Father has revealed to some of us to get rid of social media. Yes, Father, this Lent I will give up social media. And here we are back on social media and it's the middle of Lent. We're liars. God has revealed to some of us to get a porn blocker on our phone and be pure this Lent. Yes, Naam, Father. And here we are, in the middle of Lent, falling into impurity and abandoning our Lenten promises completely. God has revealed to some of us to stop drinking. And yes, Father, I will. And we haven't. God has revealed to some of us to get rid of certain friends or relationships that are getting me to get drunk or be impure or gossip this Lent. And yes, Father, I will. And we haven't. And all the things we confess, we keep confessing the same things repeatedly because we lie to God by not taking the serious steps that we need to take. God is not looking for perfection. He's just looking for progress. And we say, yes, I want to change. But we lie. That's the first person we lie to, is to God. The second person we lie to is to other people. Besides God, we lie to other people. There's this thing in our society of lying is okay. Lie to get ahead, right? We lie to get get out of trouble. We lie to others to get what we want. We lie to others and manipulate others to get ahead in life. We lie to others to fit in and tell people what they want to hear because I don't want confrontation and I don't want you to reject me. We lie to others about what we have or who we are so I can impress you. We lie to customers about products and prices. And let me just stop for a second and remind us who the father of lies is. The Bible's clear. Jesus calls the devil the father of lies. We're on Team Jesus on Sunday. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And I'm going to do all these things during Lent. And then 
we lie. Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. We're called to live a life of truth. As baptized sons and daughters of God, we walk in truth. We don't play on team Jesus one day and then we're on the devil's team another day. And I'm not talking at you. I always say this. I'm talking to myself too. I want to impress you. I want to do this and I want to do that. And we need to stop and just take a step back and say, how truthful am I being? So we lie to God first. We lie to others. And then third, we lie to ourselves. We are constantly lying to ourselves. Constantly. We're lying to ourselves. We don't even realize it, but we're constantly saying things to ourselves that are lies. We talk ourselves into things that are right. I mean, we, we, today we live again in a society and we, we become convinced that what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. And we fall for it. Some lies that we tell ourselves. The first lie that we tell ourselves, and this is in no particular order, I already failed with what I gave up the slant, so no need to keep trying. I already talked about this briefly. But as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Lent is a time to get detached. It's okay if I've fallen. I must get back on track. I must ask the power of the Holy Spirit and play on, the, on God's side, on God's team, then the devil's side who says, you already failed, who cares, why go back? Because he wants us to remain enslaved. My body wants social media, I get social media. I want food, I get food. I want this, I do that. We're slaves to our bodies. And Lent is a time to say, no, body, I'm in control of you. You don't control me. So that's why I was reading an article. Like 80% of us abandon our Lenten promises. Abandon. Like, bye, I'm done. That doesn't come from God. If we fall, we don't remain fallen. We get up. I messed up. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I'll be able to go these next three weeks with my Lenten promises. So we lie to ourselves. We want to, because the devil wants us to remain in slavery. If we remain enslaved, he wins, we lose. The second lie that we feed ourselves is, I don't have time to pray. There's this quote, if the devil can't get you to be bad, he'll get you to be busy. Why? Both destroy your, our relationship with Jesus. If I'm bad, my relationship with Jesus gets destroyed. If I'm busy, my relationship with Jesus gets destroyed, even as a priest. Oh, I'm going to this appointment, I'm going to the hospital, I'm meeting with people in my office, and I do this, and I do that, and all for you, God, but that's not okay. God wants intimate, personal relationship with me and with you. But I have to study, and I have to do this, and I got to do that, and I serve my family, and I work all day, and this and that. It's not good enough. It's a lie. God says, come, you're tired, sit with me. And during Lent, we're called to pray more. Lent is a time of prayer. We convince ourselves, you know what, I said I was going to pray the rosary every day and I'm not going to do it. And, and I, I messed up already or I don't have time to do it. Where is that coming from? That's a lie we're feeding ourselves. But also, besides a lie we feed ourselves, we can't forget the father of lies. There's this book called The Manual for Spiritual Warfare, How to Fight Back in the Spiritual Battle 
by the author. And the author, Paul Thigpen, says this. He says, We can see how much the devil fears those who pray, since there is not a moment of the day when he tempts us more than when we're called to prayer. He does everything he possibly can to prevent us from praying. When the devil wants to make someone lose his soul and his faith, he starts out by inspiring in him a profound disgust or laziness for prayer. However good a Christian he may be, if the devil succeeds in making him either say his prayers badly or neglect them altogether, he's certain to have that person for himself. Team devil is what we fall into. I can pray very rushed as well sometimes. Another lie that we feed ourselves is we have plenty of time to change. You're young. You have time. You have a good insurance plan. You're healthy. You have time to change. It's okay. Live your life. You only live one time. What's your hurry? And we convince ourselves. Tragedy in our community. We buried a 29-year-old the other day and and, and, and things happen, and we don't know our final day. But again, we lie to ourselves that we have time. I have time to get my relationship with God right. I have time to build my relationship, my spiritual life together. I have time, I have time, I have time. Brothers and sisters, every breath we take can be the last one. And Lent is a time to remember that every breath I take can be my last breath and to get my life together. It's a lie we feed ourselves. And besides us feeding ourselves that lie, the devil also whispers that into our ear. You don't have to pray today. Go to confession some other day. Get your life together some other day. Stop dealing this type of business today. Everyone's doing this sin. You can too. You can change later. And we lie to ourselves. And the final lie that we feed ourselves and I kind of already talked about this, that it's not a sin. Again, we live in a society that says what's right is wrong, and what's wrong is right. And since we live in the society, we become conditioned to believe them. If 99.9% .9 of the people agree that something is right, and God says through His church that it's wrong, it's wrong. It's interesting, guys. Parents, we want our children to listen to us. And even if all of our children gathered up and they said, Mom, Dad, we want to sit you down and we have a, a complaint. We don't want to sleep at 9 o'clock anymore. We've decided, as young kids, we've decided as your children, this is right. We're going to sleep now from now on at 11 o'clock. You would think that, that they're crazy. But we want to do that with God. He's the Father. We're the children. We've decided. We've decided as a society, this is right and you're wrong. No. God's always right, and we're always wrong. Even if all of society decides and determines that one of our commandments is wrong, we don't fall for that trick because we deceive ourselves, and we too become liars like this world that we live in, which is filled with liars. So brothers and sisters, the Son in today's parable and the high priest in today's gospel knew what their father wanted from them, but they ignored it completely and remained living a lie. We too can be like the second son in today's gospel because we lie and are dishonest at times to God, to others, and to ourselves. 
Many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist today. What will Jesus find in our soul? A soul that does lie and is proud of it, lying to God, lying to others, lying to himself, playing on team devil. Will Jesus find a soul that is trying their best, not in perfection, but trying to make progress daily to live a life, to live a life without lying to God, without lying to others, and without lying to themselves? Because I genuinely want to live and work and play on Team Jesus. So brothers and sisters, this Lenten season, let us sit here and make a decision and decide which team I'm on which team I want to be on. So let us make that decision, sit and decide together in our hearts what God is calling us to do. Amen?